Hello, City Church. My name is Jacob, and this is City Church Together for Thursday, February 18th. We are continuing in our Stories of Life series with our second elder candidate, Bill Gardner. Bill and his wife, Laurie, have been covenant members at our church for a little over two years now. And they both work for Tennessee Baptist Children's Homes, a nonprofit that provides Christ-centered on-campus and foster homes for children across Tennessee. Bill and Laurie have been very helpful to our church recently in training uh, members of our church to be foster parents and helping them learn more about the adoption process. So I'm so excited for you to hear from Bill. And so let's go ahead and jump into our conversation. Well, Bill, thank you for coming on the City Church Together podcast. My pleasure. As you know, we are doing our Elder Candidate Stories of Life series. And very simply, we just want to go to the start of your walk with Jesus. And so how did you come to know Jesus and what has your life been like walking with him thus far? There are so many parts to that question, but I think I probably need to start out by saying as a child, I grew up in a home, no disrespect to my parents at all. I want to be careful about that but they sort of let us figure it out on our own. Uh, God and church were not a part of my upbringing. When we did go to church, it was with a lot of uh, yelling and screaming, something we called Sunday morning syndrome, which happened maybe a few times a year. Um, You know, the the, uh, crying and yelling, and then as soon as you're in the church parking lot, everybody puts on their smiles. So, as a result of that, I, I didn't put a lot of stock in church. Like I had kind of a negative, uh, negative experience with it and being left to our own devices to figure out what we believed. I, I started exploring um, uh, atheism. By the time I hit my teens, I had pretty much settled on believing that there was no God, uh, that religion was just a made up thing. And although I, I wasn't really like I didn't have any animosity toward Christians. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had a couple of friends that were that were Christians, that were solid Christians. Later on, I realized that they were praying for me and that they were actually witnessing to me. But you know, I just I, I was one of those guys that would say that's um, that that may be good for you, but it's not good for me. Like um, it's okay for you to believe that, but it's you know it's not for me. And uh, I guess you put me in like the re- very relativistic. Uh, camp. So fast forward a little bit. Laurie and I got married very young. We were high school sweethearts. I uh, got married when I was 18 and she was 19. She believed that she was a Christian because she had gone to church and she had sort of an understanding of Christianity, but she was totally okay with me being lost as a goose. So we got married and after a few years, two or three years, it, it got really, really bad. Like uh, unequally yoked was um, w- was very difficult for us. But I got to say that looking back on it, God had this incredible plan. He, he knew what we were going to do. He knew what steps we were going to take, and he knew what it was going to take to draw us to him. So we had some friends. Laurie was um, still sort of superficially connected to church. We had some church friends. Uh, who were also our neighbors and uh, lived in our neighborhood. And we got kind of close with them. They witnessed to me a lot. They uh, asked me a lot of questions, engaged me a lot. Um, 
And um, at the same time, Laurie and I, as we were experiencing marital problems, um, she relied more and more on them. They reached out to her and they were her support system. Uh, as a result, she ended up giving her heart uh, to the Lord for the first time, not realizing that she wasn't saved. She she got saved um, just being in that environment, realizing how much she needed him. And so that was uh, that was God's like inroads into our into our marriage. Um, he um, he brought Laurie to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And um, and of course, as an atheist, I was totally floored by this. I, I thought this is crazy. She's gone off the deep end. Uh, and I thought for sure that the church was going to ruin our marriage. <laughs> and, and I know that sounds so, so silly to say it that way, but that was my mindset. It was really that, okay, her religion is going to be the biggest stumbling block to our happiness and moving forward together. Um, but I couldn't have been more wrong because um, the more she practiced her faith, the more I tried to argue her out of it. And, um, and that sort of put us, um, it put me in a learning mode. It, it put me in a mode uh, where my curiosity just sort of got the best of me. And the more real she made Jesus in our house, the more I wanted to know if it was true or not. And so at a certain point, I stopped arguing with her about her religion. And I started really trying to understand uh, what was it that made her so different than she was before. And uh, there's a verse in First Peter that um, that I love to share. Uh, Laurie epitomizes this verse. Uh, verse chapter three, uh, verse one. In the same way, you wives be submiss- submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives. And Laurie's behavior toward me, the grace. The, the patience, the love that she showed toward me as an antagonistic atheist is really what drew me to the Lord. Uh, and, um, and one night, this was in 1995, it's about three or four years into our marriage, I think. Um, I, I just, I couldn't sleep. I had been pondering these things. Uh, it was eating away at me. I woke her up in the middle of the night and I said, I said, uh, Laurie, I, I, I need your help. I need to, I need to know Jesus. I, I need to know Christ. I can't go any further. I know I'm wrong. This atheism stuff is, is the total wrong direction. And, um, and she led me in the center's prayer right there in the middle of the night in our, in our bedroom. And, uh, it was December 5th, 1995. And, uh, since that point, um, like immediately, I knew that there was something different in my heart. And so all of these, these things that sounded crazy just a few months before um, started to make sense. All of my uh, ridiculous questions that I would try to argue with her about, uh, I, I started to realize how ridiculous they were and, and how the truth of the gospel um, had really just turned my, turned my heart and my life upside down. Um, uh, gosh, not long after that, we had our second son was born. Um, I got, um, I, I jumped in head first at, at church. I had a, a group of guys that just 
really wrapped their arms around me, uh, invited me into uh, an Experiencing God study, the Henry Blackaby Experiencing God. Uh, these guys mentored me, gave me some really solid foundation. And honestly, I have never looked back, uh, except to just remind myself every once in a while where, I, where God saved me from. Uh, aside from that, I, I am, I've been his from that day forward. And so you and Laurie have been covenant members of our church for just a little over two years now, right? And yes. um, so what has your time at City Church meant to you thus far? <laughs> um, so the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that question, um, Laurie and I moved here, another God story that I wish we had time for, Um uh, we came here to continue working for the Tennessee Baptist Children's Homes in Brentwood. So we don't have any family here. We don't really have any connection here except work in Brentwood. And uh, when we when we came up here, uh, we stayed at a house on the campus in Brentwood for a while while we were looking for a place to live. And we, we quickly realized that we could not live in Brentwood, <laughs> like not and work for a nonprofit, if you know what I mean. So we started branching out. We drew this circle uh, 20 minutes outside of Brentwood, 20 minutes from the campus, got bigger to 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And we were really having trouble finding a house that we could afford to live in. And, um, uh, you know, we got connected with somebody who, uh, with a real estate guy who was familiar with Murfreesboro and Smyrna. And we, he, he took us out to coffee a couple of times. He said, you guys will love Murfreesboro. And so he started showing us houses here. So we just accidentally landed in Murfreesboro. And I say accidentally, knowing full well that God is sovereign in everything, yes, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, so we show up in Murfreesboro and, um, and literally Googled churches that we that sort of met, I guess, our criteria. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for uh, something that was similar to what we had in Memphis. We had a good church home in Memphis uh, with fellow. And, yeah. and City Church was one of the first ones to pop up. So we listened to a couple of podcasts, uh, some online sermons, and then we visited a couple of times and we just we just knew right away. I mean, we were welcomed in. Uh, you guys treated us like um, like more than visitors. Um, and um, and then the thing that that comes to mind was uh, it was pouring down rain one night and our car died in the parking lot of Kroger. And we don't know anybody in town. We've only been here a, a couple of months. Yeah. I had Elisha Lawrence's phone number in my phone. He had given it to me when we visited. And uh, and I thought, okay, I'll give him a call. And he drove over to Kroger parking lot and jump-started my car for me oh my in gosh. the rain. Yeah. And I, I, I know that seems silly, but it's so practical. Yeah. And it's so, it was just such a real like, I'm going to help you. And that's exactly what the church has done for us. They've, they've given us um, friends, support, what feels like family. And um, I don't think we, I, I think we would have had a hard time going here in Murfreesboro if the church hadn't come alongside us. So many people from the church come alongside us and befriended us as quickly as they did. 
Mm. Praise God, man, love that. I loved the word you use. It's practical. It's hands on. It's uh, a faith with feet. And yes. uh, I agree. I'm very grateful for the leadership of our church, just kind of cultivating that. And I love that you're going to be able to step into that and help further that. Um, that's amazing. And so you've mentioned earlier your wife, Laurie, and how instrumental she has been in your spiritual formation. And so can you give us a little more of an insight into how your wife has impacted your walk with Jesus, both like when you were coming to faith, how she like won you to Jesus and all. <clears throat> Sorry. Also, like since since you've been walking with Jesus, how has Laurie aided your walk with him? <laughs> yeah, and I, I can already tell you everything that I say. She's she's probably going to get mad at me, but she is one of the most humble and gracious people that I know. And she was that way when we were high school sweethearts. She's just a she's just a nice person. She's kind, um, but. For her to for her to put up with the process of, of my own sanctification, um, and I say put up with because it's it's a bumpy. That's been a bumpy process. Uh, some bad habits I, I, I hung on to, uh, tight fisted. Um, some attitudes I, I still struggle with, uh, cynicism, things like that. And she's the one that has always consistently come alongside me and said, uh, you know, I love you in spite of these things. And let me help you not, not go down those roads. Mm. Um, I see her living that out with other people. And so she has set this godly example for me to, to follow. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I see her uh, consistently um, trust in the Lord with major decisions in her life, uh, like like pursuing um, a degree that got her into working in foster care. Um, even when we became house parents with the children's home, you know, she's the one that was on her knees asking the Lord uh, for guidance and for discernment. And um, and when I am off track, she's the one that gets me on track. Um, uh, of course, she'll tell you that we that we go back and forth on that, but you know what? That's that's what one flesh means. That that means when when I'm struggling, she's pulling me along, and when she's struggling, it's my responsibility and duty to pull her along too. Yeah, uh, and I, I believe God designed it that way. Well, Bill, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>